It's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but there's a secret decoder clue in every third sound. Wow. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, regarding the media and the government. Remember, they do not have God's heart or his thoughts in their processes. Ouch. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Why ask why? When you already know, the answer is in the sky. Thank you very much. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that thingy. Here you go. Are we today and tomorrow, and maybe even over the weekend, are we looking for opportunities or places to serve or to be served? Ooh. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, please don't let it die of loneliness. That would be sad. Just give us a holla. That's a holla. That's actually Jewish bread, but just give us a call, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to... Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. <laughs> talking to Dynamite D, that's like talking to the person who helps you carry a heavy package while you're moving along and you know you're dragging it, and they come along and they say, Let me help you out. I would do that. That's it. Yep. That, is that nice? That's nice. Hey, you can also text us live during the show. That's fun, too. I want to just point that out. You know, you might even hear your name called out. You never know. I mean, during the show, it's very simple. You can simply hear Blair and Ben, or you can hear anything. You never know what you're going to hear while you're listening to the show. I just want to point that out. You can text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Here's the non-NPR voice. 214-210-8483. Mm. 
There you go. Also, you can reach us by sending an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, D-A-V-I-D, the whole name. you got to put it all in there. There's a D, there's an A, there's a V, there's an I, and there's a D. Put it together, david at hemustincrease.org. We send you up to the website, as we often do, and there's many, many, many reasons for that. For those that do not know, there are actually newer new brochures. How do you get newer, newer, newer? We just got some new ones. Yeah, now there's another new new ones. Now there's another new, newer dude, and that's brochure newer too. I don't know. It's on the website. Check them out. Now remember, when you go to the website and you're checking it out and thinking about like the brochures, you pick the ones you want. We print them. We send them. You don't pay for them, and we don't sit there and say, "Well, how many did you give away today?" I, I used to dislike that so much. Look, if you get the brochures and you put them with you and the Lord opens up an opportunity for you to share, great. If not, great. Just be available. That's a big part of the whole process. Also on the website, let's keep this simple, money. <laughs> I'm just going to make this one. We're paying rent tomorrow, radio rent. Money. Okay? And uh, you can give directly on the website. It's 100% safe, 100% tax deductible, or it tells you how to give outside of the website. If you're not comfortable doing that, check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> How do we give Jennifer an award? I don't know, but she deserves it. <laughs> she is just doing, she's lights out fantastic. I'm telling you. It's just like, that's like, well, I, I can't believe we're just now coming into this after four years. Oy vey. All right, uh, a couple things we need to cover. We're going to go into prayer right away for uh, one of our members. So Eric's wife, Lisa, is in the hospital getting a transfusion. We want to pray for her. We, of course, want to pray for Nola. We want to pray for Gary. We want to pray for Rosalind, Deborah. We want to pray for Mary. We want to pray for Brother Ace. We want to pray for Easton. Actually, I have not had a chance to talk to my daughter in the last couple days, so I want to pray for her because I just have a feeling that's going to be a mess. So uh, let's just come before the Lord in prayer and trust that we're not just dribbling stuff off the side of our mouths, but that he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we receive the petition that we are seeking of him. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And we come with thanksgiving because, Lord, even though we don't get it all, We entrust it all into your hands because you have been faithful and true to every one of us. You've been true to your word. You've loved us even when we're unlovable, and you've been kind to us when we deserved none of it. And we just want to petition you for these people, Lisa in particular, who's going through it right this moment, everybody else who's still suffering and needs physical healing— and some that need mental healing and emotional healing, we are asking for the healing power to come from you. You tell us in your own word, Exodus 15, 26, that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. And when you tell us your name, you're telling us that's part of your identity, and we bring that identity to you just like the apostles did when they would quote Scripture and bring it back to you. We do the very same thing and say, here, Lord, you've said this. Now, please be this. And we ask you to do it on the behalf of our brothers and our sisters whom we love. Just want you to bless them and comfort them. We pray again in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Okay. 
So rocking and rolling already. Oh, wait till you see this text. We do. I don't know what it is about Psalms. I don't know. I just get excited. You just have to bear with me. Uh, There's something about the Psalms. So we're in Psalm, for those that don't know, 34. And we are in, (laughs) I just want to tell you where we're at. We're in verse 7 of Psalm 34. And we're not going to go into great, great, great detail. We're just going to have fun with the truth and enjoy the truth and apply the truth and use the truth. Otherwise, it doesn't do us any good. Here's what the scripture says. Now, listen to this. This is verse 7 out of Psalm verse th- chapter 34. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers him. <laughs> delivers them. I mean, I'm just, I just, I'm sorry. You just have to stop. We'll just back it up. Just. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them. The angel of the Lord. Now, come on. Let's be real. Okay? You and I. How cool is this? I mean, okay, I get it. And you got to go through the trials, and we go through them. And you got to have, you know, tenacity and perseverance. We get it. And you got to have faith. And in the midst of the trial, the Lord is making you reflect Jesus Christ more and more, and you hang on to that. And, you, you know, you'll say, you know, a prayer, and, and sometimes the Lord will just grant it right away. Sometimes you petition multiple times, and then he grants it. Sometimes you petition, then you just thank, and he honors your faith. It happens in so many different ways. There's not just one way. But this is not, this is not that. <laughs> this is the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. The word encamps means to dwell around or lives around or hangs around. And is around the people that fear the Lord. So a good way to think of this, and, and I, I'm going to do use a negative, but please don't be offended by it. Did you ever somebody in school or in your social club, whatever, that hung around that just they were always there? It doesn't matter what happened. It just seemed like they were always, like they were just a part of it. Well, that's what's going on. The angel of the Lord encamps. He's living. He's dwelling, hanging out. And people are like, well, is that the Lord himself? Well, yeah, no, I don't know. I guess when we get there, we'll get the real specific definition. And yes, I've heard all the theologies. I don't care. Here's what I care about. The angel of the Lord is encamping around those that fear the Lord. That fear of the Lord is that awe. In fact, fear is defined, in case you didn't know this, and this is super, super important. Fear is defined as those who honor the name or hold in high esteem the name of the Lord. And so when you think of the Lord, and when you acknowledge Jesus Christ, and when you're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and being guided, when you're in awe, when you're in this this reverence, when you're in this respect, when you're in this appreciation, you are operating in the fear of the Lord. That, by the way, of course, is the beginning of wisdom. You want to be smart, don't be so smart. Let the Lord be smart and teach you. That's, I mean, that's all of it for all of us. My problem is the Lord teaches me, then I either forget or ignore, and then I have to go through a reteach, <laughs> then I forget or ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like you, exactly. Right? That's why you go through that same trial again and again and again. Here's the deal on this. The Lord hangs around those that fear him. Then people understand that deliverance for them comes from the Lord. Your situation is incredible. It's difficult. It's high. The mountain is huge. But you know, it's not as big as God. You think that mountain's big? God made that mountain. Do you know what God could do in one zillisecond? He could crush that mountain. 
You know your situation that seems big? Can crush it in a second. Ironically, it's often the case that the Lord does something so miraculous that you and I both know no way that could have happened except for God. That's part of his testimony. He signs his name when he does that. And he does that on purpose so that you'll know and I know. He is active in our lives. He loves us in spite of what we see all around us. He delivers us. He frees us. And so when it says the angel of the Lord manifests that deliverance, it's like really the question comes down to this. In your situation, what you're going through, how difficult it is and how rough it is, and I'm not taking anything away from that, how far away is God while you're going through it? The answer, not far at all. The real question is how far away is our faith? How far away is your faith in the situation regarding the Lord? I think of Peter. I it's impossible not to. He's on the water. Remember, and, and Sergio said something. I was going to say something to him, but I didn't. But when he said something the other day, Jesus walked on water, but so did Peter. He just didn't walk on water for long. It was very short. But when he started to slip, how close was Jesus? Close enough where Jesus stretched out his hand and grabbed him. That's how close Jesus is for you and I. Walking on water, doing pretty good. Then we take our eyes off, and then we start looking at the circumstance, situation. Down we go. But guess who's there to save us? Well, I guess Jesus saves. That's right. That's how it goes. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, and a dog named Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local, and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Job, I want to read Job 325. And I want anybody, look, at, I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist, somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just, when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, that's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. 
that's obvious. But there he is, God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people, believers, good believers, great believers, fantastic believers, lousy believers, believers, and everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't, first of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, hey, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our first trivia question. It was raining a lot, huh? It was. It's still raining. It's still raining? Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a long drive. (laughs) I'm going to try and get to the gym. I'm going to try and get to the gym. But I might have to float there. Here we go. Here's your first trivia question. Who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes? Ding! Who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can also text. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool you can text the show. Two, and we can thank Eric for that. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he org. That's david at he org. So we do have somebody who is calling. I think they're going to be doing the uh, trivia question, and then after that, we're going to do our DNA. Then we're going to get into the next verse, which is just as cool as the last verse. Uh, How do you not love this stuff? This is like, this to me is the best stuff. All right. Uh, Let's send that person on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? 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 Was that our was that Bro Ace? I can't tell. No, I think it's someone else, but having a tough time hearing them, so they okay. will give us a call back. All right, call back. We'll wait. We'll wait. We're patient. Uh, well, I don't have I don't I'm not I'm in a doctor, but I don't have patience. All right, never mind. Let's do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Okay? Every day. Every day. Just spends I I'm, I'm telling you, I'm really trying to get away from the legalism for a lot of people. I have much more of a legalism than most people because I've been doing it for as long as I've been doing it. So then I have to kind of chide myself and so on and so forth. But I'm telling you, if you if you're into it, I'm encouraging you to stay into it. And if you've never done it, I'm encouraging you to get into it. Five minutes, man. Come on. You can do five minutes with the Lord. Just block everything out, though. That's the biggest thing. When Jesus went to spend time uh, with the Father, he went away. And when he taught us people how to pray, he said, go in the closet. The whole idea is to be enclosed where nothing else is distracting you. That's the key. 
N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, 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 ever. Ever be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. The world will try to shame you. Uh, even uh, political leaders, even our president tries to shame people for standing in the word of Jesus Christ. Like, too bad. You know what? I stand with God. That's who you stand with. Okay? And, and by the way, it's not evil speaking when you speak the truth. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve which means that OPM, other people matter other people are important and if you spend all your energy on yourself you're going to drain out but if you concentrate on other people as well as yourself you'll find a good balance of your life and you'll understand what jesus was trying to teach about carrying the burdens of one another okay that's our dna one more time on the triv and then i'm gonna fire off into the teaching because i'm just having way too good a time who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes? That's the question. If you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. I don't know if you've seen this before. I hope I make a good connection. I was trying, thinking about it in my mind, but don't get mad at me if I miss it. In Psalm 34, verse 8, it says this, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O taste and see that the Lord is good. So there's a couple of angles you can jump on this with. I'm not going to unpack this. As uh, often is said, I'm just going to tell you to taste and to see that the Lord is good is the challenge. Check them out. <laughs> yeah, taste and see that the Lord is good. Check them out, right? I don't have a problem. I know this can be a little controversial, but I don't have a problem when people say, well, I'm just really not sure about the Lord. And you know what I'll tell people? And I understand that. And I understand they need to access by faith. I understand they need to repent. I understand what all those things are. But I will say, call upon the name of the Lord and see if he is there. I challenge them to check him out, to go study, to go pursue, to go find out. Because anybody who is seeking the Lord, if you seek, you will find. And you will find the Lord in that discovery. If you're sincere, if you're arrogant, you probably won't. Because you're just, I'm just, sometimes God has great grace on certain people that we know. People like Lee Strobel and so on and so forth who just sought the Lord to, to prove him wrong. And then the Lord just reveals himself. And that's just a cool thing. But I want you to catch this other little glimpse here in, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay? I just want to make sure that everybody may uh, open your mind to that this is a potential forerunner to the new covenant being manifested by the blood and the bread of Jesus Christ. And you think, how is that even possible? Oh, taste, and that would be the bread and the wine, and see that the Lord is good. And people have discovered, after starting in faith, in communion, that they present themselves more so to the Lord at that moment, and the Lord powerhouses into their hearts and minds. Now, I've done communion many, many times, and I've had a couple of amazing communion moments where I let it all go, recognize that Jesus died for me, 
and just threw it all there before him. And the Lord just, by his presence and grace through the communion process, refreshed me from top to bottom. It's like, that is so cool. So I just want you to understand, that's not the primary text, but it's a great connector and you have to love it. Because the new covenant's manifested in the blood and in the the bread of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so to engage with God, to taste and see. And if you do taste and see in the Lord, guess what? The Lord, the, you'll see that it's, it's, it's good. And by good, it's not limiting it to less than great. It's just saying, hey, this kingdom stuff, connecting with God, you know, living on him, eating the, what is it? The word of God is, is, is like the bread. And so we call the word the bread. You know, you're eating the bread. All of those connections, all of those things work. And when you find out, you're going to say, this is good. This is good. And then the Lord says, blessed is the man who, who trusts in the Lord, who has confidence in the Lord. He is the manna, the bread from heaven. So you know that's a definite way that you can come and taste and see, which is part of our encouragement in the DNA of spending time with the Lord. And you can see there is a little connection there to communion. Uh, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I like it. <laughs> it's like one of those things that's like, oh, I think that's cool. And then the real thing is check them out. Go deeper. If you know the Lord, but only kind of, like, you know the Lord like he's one of your friends at school that you say hi to in the hall every second day or something, or somebody at work that you occasionally say hi to. Here, do this. Have lunch. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Go in deeper. The Lord wants to dine with people. You think, how do you know that the Lord wants to dine with people? Laodicea, I'm knocking at your door of your heart. Let me in so I can dine with you. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. By the way, the eating metaphor, the eating connection or the symbolism is the most, the, one of the highest forms of social intimacy in the Jewish culture, just in case you didn't know. Breaking bread is the greatest. Okay? All right. So let's go back to the triv question. Isn't that fun? I love stuff like this. Uh, who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes? And everybody did an excellent job. Joy Ann and Cordelia, along with Ginny, kind of timed it together almost the exact same time. Uh, got the right answer. And the answer is Solomon. Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, a book that shows that sometimes you can be up, and sometimes you can be down, but the answer is still always the Lord. Okay? All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two-thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? That's, so that's cool. Anyhow, there's uh, – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower. <laughs> They're working. It works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick – was there when we moved into the house and it was a stick that went with a broken rake and I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months but I thought this is ridiculous I gotta get rid of this stick so I looked at the stick and I thought I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can right 
a little too long. You put it in the trash can, even on an angle, the trash can's sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, to catch the wind, and you know, so I thought, nah, I can high karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw, and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. Yeah, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute, two minutes? Perfect, two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-ya! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two-part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it. <laughs> because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.